Today's question comes to us from Alejandro, and Alejandro writes, Dear Ted, I am starting to get photography assignments, and I'm having trouble deciding what to charge. In fact, this has become a very difficult issue for me. How do you recommend one proceeds? Alejandro, thank you so much for your question. In fact, this is the second time this week I have been asked this same question. The other question came from a gentleman named Jonathan, who was asking the same question, but with in regards to putting on an exhibition and what to charge for his prints. So we have two different sides of photography, charging for a service versus charging for a print. And what I find interesting and why I've lumped these two questions together is because I think that the way you determine pricing structure is actually very similar in both cases. And I want to talk about three concepts with you today, which I hope will make some sense and I hope they will help you with your pricing structure. And so these three concepts are one, perception, two, cost, and three, risk. And I want to talk about how all of these work together. And if this is your first time to do a lot of this, it is hard. And I want to start by saying that discussions about money um, can be very difficult and they can be very uncomfortable. I remember when I was starting out and it was really hard because what I wanted to do was go around and look at my competition and my colleagues and other people who were working doing similar things that I was doing and just ask them what they, their pricing structure was. It is amazing how difficult a question that is to ask someone. And I understand why, because it's a little bit uncomfortable. Money can be very personal to people. And as you were asking this question, sometimes I would wonder whether I was actually getting a truthful answer or if I was just offending somebody. Anyway, it's a hard question to ask. But if you take a look at the three concepts I'm going to talk to you about, I think it will make things more clear to you and it will be helpful in deciding what you can decide for your pricing structure. So first, I want to talk about perception. And a lot of times you could indeed say that value equals perception. You can also say that perception equals value. So value is oftentimes just the way we perceive something. And so you could say this if we look at any product-based service, like you go into a store. Certain grocery stores are less expensive than others, whereas if you go down to Whole Foods, you can expect that you're going to pay more for your groceries. They're both groceries. I like to shop at both stores for different scenarios of what I'm looking for. and. I know that there are different kinds of quality that go into both of those, but at the heart of it, they are both grocery stores. Um, I think if you take something like, for instance, cell phones, um, if you go look at the cell phone market, if you're in the market for a new smartphone, essentially you're looking for something that has internet access, can make calls, can check email, can do social media, probably has a camera, can take pictures, maybe shoot video and all those things. Most cameras fit all of that criteria, or sorry, most cell phones fit all that criteria. However, some phones are very inexpensive and some phones are very expensive. So what is that perceived value over brand in those instances. So some people would never pay for an expensive cell phone because they see that they all do the same thing and they're only going to go with the lesser perceived value, whereas other people might be very brand loyal and they might say, I'm only going to pay for the best cell phone out there no matter what the cost is. So. A lot of that has to deal with your background, um, what kind of a financial situation you're in, obviously, and how you perceive value. And I'm not saying one is right or the other is wrong. I'm not trying to say that the person who buys the less expensive cell phone is cheap or the person who will only buy the more expensive cell phones is unrealistic. It's just perceived value is all it is, much like the grocery store scenario. I'll give you one other example. I'm using two different cameras to record this episode. They are both doing a fine job. They are recording video. They're using the same frame rate. They 
are both just doing just fine. One of these cameras cost well under $500. It was pretty cheap. The other camera was a lot more expensive. Let's just say I had to save my money for a long time to get into that camera. And I'm not going to tell you which camera's which, and I, because it's besides the point. They're both performing the same task. However, because of the brand name of one of these cameras and its reputation in the market, it goes for a lot more money. And you've heard me say a lot of times on the show recently that some of these cheaper cameras are performing just as well. So my point is here, I'm making a video using two cameras. I'm not gonna tell you which is which, but there's a perceived value connected to it. They're both doing the same thing. So that is what I mean by perception. And perception is why if you're starting out Maybe you know you're having a uh, a show of your work at a local coffee house. You know your prints may sell in the range of anywhere on the low end of fifty dollars, and you're probably in a coffee shop scenario. Unless you know a lot of people and you're a big name, you're not going to get hundreds of dollars for a print. On the same hand, or on, by that same token, if you walk into a major art gallery in a big city and they have Ansel Adams' work and they have Henri Cartier-Bresson prints, they're going to be asking for those prints upwards of. $10,000 to $20,000 for a print. And again, this is perceived value. Prints are prints, photography is photography, um, but the difference is, is in the photographer who took them, obviously, and how we perceive that value. We perceive Henri Cartier-Bresson, Ansel Adams, to be worth more than somebody we've never heard of that's showing in a coffee shop. The location has something to do with that, too. You're not seeing a Bresson in a coffee shop. You would expect that to be inexpensive and a garage sale find anyway. And anyway, so the gallery has something to do with that, too, or the place it's being displayed. So that is what perception is. And so that is going to work into these other two factors that we're going to talk about. The next thing I want to talk about is cost. And this one's really easy and really obvious. And what you want to do is to determine what your cost is to either do the work or create the print. So for instance, in the uh, situation of doing an exhibition, what were your costs to make the print? So that's going to be the paper. It's going to be the printing costs. If you're making these prints in a dark room, it's probably going to be chemicals involved in special papers. If you're going to get these images framed, there's framing costs. Maybe there's shipping costs. Anyway, all those factor into what you spent on the work. So if you sell your work for any less than that, you're losing money. And if you're selling it for cost, you're breaking even. And that should be fairly obvious to most people. We can also put this in the same situation for people who want to do commercial work or service-based work. Let's say you're going to shoot weddings or you're going to shoot ads for a client. And what is your cost that goes into that? Well, you can say that all of your equipment is sort of a cost. That's a depreciated cost. In other words, you didn't buy a whole photography studio worth of equipment for one client, or at least I hope you didn't, um, or one job, um, you're going to use that on many jobs for many clients. So you kind of depreciate that and average it out. But there could be things like, for instance, travel costs. There could be studio costs. There could be rental costs. There could be, you might need to hire models or makeup people or food stylists. Those are all your costs that go into a specific shoot for a client. And so you need to determine first what those costs are. In the case of a client relationship, you're probably also going to realize that these costs could vary from job to job. For instance, just shooting photos uh, for an engagement session for a couple on location somewhere, that's a cheaper shoot. It has a lower cost than, for instance, shooting an annual report where you need to fly around the world and bring a lot of assistance and do something that's on a much bigger scale. Or if you're shooting automobiles and you need to find a location and a way to get them in and out. Anyway, so certain, you know, much like prints, not all shoots are equal in terms of what that cost is. So you need to determine what your cost is. That 
that gives you a starting point. Now, what comes up over cost is going to be profit. And some of this is going to factor in with your time. What did your time spent on this? And some of it also comes back to what I was talking about earlier with perception. And you need to decide whether or not you're, you have a name or reputation that somebody is going to be willing to pay more for a print for, or in the case of commercial work, do you have the reputation that a company or an individual is going to pay you the kind of money for your services for in that perceived market? So for instance, people who are unknowns are probably going to be perceived as should be less expensive than people who have big reputations that have been around for years and years. So for instance, if you're Dan Winters, uh, you can charge a lot more than if you're just starting out and you're new to photography as a whole. So I hope that makes sense. Now, when we start to determine what that cost actually is, that's where risk comes into play. And there is a risk. There's a risk with everything. And so, for instance, that risk could be that you price your work way too high. And if you take that risk, things don't sell, and then fear comes into that too, a little bit too. How am I gonna pay my bills this month? Um, how am I gonna pay for all these prints that I've already put money into to have in this exhibition? Um, risk also is perhaps you're going into this as a business and you're going to shoot for clients. And that risk becomes, are these clients going to really go for this after I spend all this time doing a proposal and tell them what the work is gonna cost? Um, so there is that too. There's also fear and risk on the other side of things as well. So for instance, if you don't charge enough, you will lose money and you will not be in business very long, and this is a classic amateur mistake. You've got to find out for you where that middle ground is. Now, the good news about risk is if you're new to this and you don't have any experience with any of this whole pricing structure stuff, you're gonna have to take that risk to get that experience. And so I would try to just do your best educated guess as to what you can comfortably charge for whatever that is, prints, service, whatever that is that you're selling. And you're gonna to have to go with it and try that out and see what that's like. And analyze what's happening and analyze your feedback. So let's say that you're wildly successful. Now let's say I do a show and I put a bunch of prints in that show and they all sell. It's just completely sold out. Well, that tells me the next time I do a show, those prices probably need to come up a little bit. Now, I wouldn't go crazy with that, but I, they probably need to come up a little bit. I probably would also talk to some gallery owners and you might work with some other people to determine what that pricing structure is going to be. Much like with service-based photography, it would be probably important if you're starting out to at least talk to an agency or somebody who might help you get work and maybe even go with them for a while because they will help you with that pricing structure as well. And so that's one thing you can look at. The opposite end of things, let's say you put together a show or you put together all your business cards and your website and you're out there, you're trying to get work or you're trying to sell prints and nothing is happening. One of two things is going on. Either you're way too expensive. Well, one of three things is going on. Either one, you're way too expensive. Two, nobody knows who you are and you need to do some more promotional work. Or three, your costs are too high. And it's also possible, a fourth scenario, that you are not marketing or advertising to the right people. For instance, if you were on the coffee shop level of doing ex exhibitions, you probably want to understand that you want to work past that level because those are hard to make money doing. Much like doing service-based work, you're going to probably want to move to a different clientele. You want to make sure that you're not advertising or marketing your services to people who are going to be too cheap, for instance. And I know this is hard to say, and it's hard to figure out and deal with, but I can tell you from experience with both commercial-based work and fine art-based work, 
there are some people out there that are just gonna be cheap and those are not the people you want to market your services to. So anyway, I know this is a really long-winded answer, but it is a complicated subject and it is tricky and you're gonna have to be careful and you're gonna have to just figure this out on your own. I wish I could sit here and say, Alejandro, for your client, you need to charge $6,372.22. That'll have you covered because I don't know enough about your situation, what your costs are, what your market is, who you're advertising to, who you're trying to get work through, much like in Jonathan's case, I don't know enough about the market of who knows who his name is, is it friends and family that are coming buyers at total strangers, and what is he realistically going to be able to sell prints for? And so that's really tough to determine. Um, ask questions as comfortably as you can, but I think it's really in, important to understand perception, cost, and risk. Perception is something that you're gonna have to work at. That deals with reputation, it deals with how work is perceived, and people have to understand and know that. For instance, Apple Computer. They're expensive computers, but they have a very true audience. There are people that will buy anything they put out. I'm not saying they're good or bad computers, but I'm just saying that they are perceived to cost more than something that runs Linux, for instance, that is perceived to be freeware. So perception is something that they've worked very hard to achieve over the years, and they've done an excellent job at. Therefore, they have people that will pay more for their computers. Your photography business is really no different. If you work hard and you stick to it, and you understand that perception is gonna be part of that game plan. I can guarantee you the big names who are shooting right now, the Steve McCurry's, uh, the Dan Winters, um, the big names in the world, uh, even Richard Avedon when he was alive, worked very hard in industries to gain that level of perception and that's why they were very successful. They were in some ways one of a kind, but their work was perceived to have a high value associated with it. And that's a hard thing to do, but it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of time to do. Anyway, I hope this helps in some way, shape, or form for you guys. And speaking of perception and value, uh, this episode is indeed sponsored by the awesome folks over at lynda.com. And if you're not familiar with lynda.com, you probably should be. lynda.com is a ginormous library of video tutorials that you're gonna find online and you subscribe to their website and you have complete access to everything that's on there. And Lynda are pretty amazing. And in fact, I just looked before I started this video because I wanted to have a tie-in on here. You can learn software training on there. You can learn conceptual things like photography or how to write code or how to do graphic design. You can even learn how to draw. So you can do skill-based work there too. And they have several video titles in there that deal with freelance work specifically. And I highly recommend you guys check Linda out. In fact, I'm jokingly saying, speaking of perception and value, I have enormous value that I have had out of lynda.com over the years. And I've been a subscriber for, gosh, at least probably almost 15 years now. Um, when they came to me and said, we want to sponsor your show, I was just elated because this is a, they have a product that I truly believe in and I still use, I still have a paid account. Uh, they offered me a free account and I still pay for it every month because I believe in them that much. If you're interested in trying out lynda.com for yourself, they do have an, a deal for Art of Photography viewers right now where you can get one week absolutely free. So what you want to do is head over to a special link I'm going to give you and that link is lynda.com slash AOP. That is lynda with a Y.com slash AOP. That's going to let Linda know that I sent you and you're going to get seven days of complete unlimited access to the entire website for free. Go look at those freelance titles and check it out. Pricing's tough. Money's hard. These are uncomfortable questions to ask people. Um, I also find it interesting too, and this is a subject for another day, but I, you know, one thing that's really tough, especially if you're going to go into business and work for yourself, is understanding just general perceptions of money as well, because we all kind of have different perceptions depending on our upbringing, where we came from. Some people have more money than they know what to do with, and sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're not. 
Other people have trouble paying the bills every month, and sometimes those people are happier than the wealthy people. Sometimes they're miserable, and different strokes, different folks. I have been in situations in my life on both extremes, and I know what they're both like, and I also know how that kind of can color my perception and my confidence sometimes when you're deciding what it is you want to charge. And it's really difficult, and that's a tough thing to get over, but for me, one thing that helps is if you can kind of try to divorce yourself from any notions you have about money because what you're doing is you're looking at your business in a long-term way and that's really important and it's really tough if you can't find a way to get a grasp on that and uh, anyway we'll talk more about this later if you guys got questions keep them coming once again if you guys enjoyed this episode please remember to like it and share it with your friends and as always subscribe to the art of photography so you'll always be up to date on these wonderful questions that get answered the photo lit shows the camera reviews and all the other wonderful things that we do on this show anyway once again guys we're gonna be in LA this week it's gonna be a fun week subscribe so you'll be up to date on all the videos that we're doing and uh, just for grins I'm going to uh, see what Judy thinks of this next question